0: you're listening to the food freedom life podcast my name is Brittany allison and i spent six plus years stuck in diet binge cycles hating my body and envying others who seem to have it all because i never felt enough what i discovered in my journey to food freedom and becoming a registered dietitian is this you can either live your life at war with your mind or learn to work in sync with it so if you're ready to learn how to be in tune with yourself and evolve your life welcome to the show And before we get into it for today, this episode is brought to you by Food Freedom University, my four-month virtual group coaching program to not only break you out of binge eating, emotional eating, overeating, and poor body image patterns, but to also help you kickstart your journey to food freedom and cultivate a healthful life with balance and ease with food and exercise. If you're feeling alone in your struggles, if you really thrive from hearing from others who are in the same place as you, and you wanna form a community around healing and empowering yourself to break free from these patterns for good, group coaching is for you. We get started September 18th or 20th, so perfect time to finish off your summer right and have you feeling supported during the holidays and in a better place with food and body image. Head over to BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching or head to the show notes to book a free call with me. Again, that's BrittanyAllisonRD.com slash group hyphen coaching. Hello and welcome back to the Food Freedom Life podcast where we talk about all things food freedom, intuitive eating, finding a style of eating that feels good both mentally and physically, and that's really what we're gonna talk about today. We are going to really get into the difference between ditching diets and restriction and truly healing from diets and restriction. Because I feel like this is the number one thing that people will ask me, they'll say, you know, I'm trying this, but I'm not feeling good. I'm eating all the things, where am I going wrong? Why am I not making peace with food? It's almost like they're stuck in this messy middle place and kind of where they're not dieting but they're also not really moving forward it's kind of like pseudo diet recovery pseudo healing and it just doesn't feel good and it can really make you feel like intuitive eating is just not for you or that it's not working which is not the case and i really think that what we're going to talk about today is a small shift that will make a big impact on your journey to food freedom so becoming an intuitive eater we want to make sure that we are healing from diets and restriction and not just ditching those things so you might be thinking right now well what on earth (laughs) is even the difference between those things they sound like the same but like i said there are some really important differences so really this idea of ditching diets and restriction and diet culture in my mind it's really about a lot of doing the opposite And again, this is going to be kind of different for everybody. It doesn't mean that someone who's ditching diet culture is doing anything wrong. This is a really important step in your food freedom process is to ditch diet culture, to reject the diet culture ideas, the idea that there are any good diets out there. It's really important to reject it. But what I'm more talking about here is more the mindset, right? So we're thinking a little bit less about the language that we're using and a little bit more about the mindset here. So really what the idea of ditching diet culture and restriction is kind of like you're simply focusing on doing the opposite of what you used to do when you were dieting and when you were living in diet culture and when you were subscribing to it and you're not following a specific plan anymore. It's kind of like, okay, so when I was dieting, when I was restricting, I wasn't allowed to eat bread more than once a day, for example. So now that I'm rejecting diet culture, I can do that and I'm always going to. And this is what I mean by ditching diets and restriction. When we're focusing solely on just doing the opposite and just rejecting. You don't have a strict plan to follow anymore. So what you were doing and what you weren't allowed to do previously, now that there are no restrictions attached, you're taking the obvious behaviors from dieting and restricting that you engaged in and doing the opposite. But in a lot of ways, you're really still judging yourself for your food choices. And the food noise is really loud and intrusive still. Really what I'm getting at here is that when you're solely focused on ditching diet culture, you're still letting diet culture dictate your choices, right? Because in those situations, it's like, oh, diet culture says I can't have this. So I'm going to eat this. Or I wasn't allowed to have this for so long. So now just because it's here, I'm going to eat it. And there's not a ton of other thought necessarily that's put into it. And now It doesn't mean that you can't have the thought of, okay, diet culture says I can't have the cookie and I want the cookie, so I'm going to have the cookie. It's totally different. If you're saying I want the cookie and I'm needing something satisfying now, so I'm going to have this with my lunch today versus diet culture told me I can't have this, so I'm going to. Does that make sense? It's kind of the difference between thinking through a decision versus a knee-jerk reaction just because you can so really like i said we want to actually think less about diet culture and i want you to think more about what you want what would be fulfilling and what would be satisfying and how can you make it a part of your life instead of what diet culture tells you you can or cannot have right and this is getting into what the goal of intuitive eating really is the goal is to be able to look at the cookie and to say this is a cookie and just be neutral about it to think oh, that looks awesome, or oh, that actually looks really crunchy and hard, and I only like soft, chewy cookies, so I'm going to pass. And it could also be like, oh, that looks great, but I'm full right now, and having this will put me over the edge, so I'm fine, I don't really feel like it, maybe I'll have it later. It could also be like, oh, I want to enjoy that and have the taste of a cookie, that just sounds really satisfying right now, so I'm going to have some right now. Just thinking about how these situations differ from, oh, there's a cookie, I want it, so I'm going to have it. It was just the cookie and then you leaned into it and decided if you wanted it. You gave yourself permission and used that permission to really decide if it felt supportive or not to have that cookie. And that's something that can change moment to moment, day to day. But I think we really want to focus, like I said, less on diet culture and more on you. I want you to think less about diet culture and just straight up doing the opposite of what you used to do. Now, do I think that a little bit of this rebellion, diet culture kind of rejection eating is necessary in the beginning? Absolutely. It gives you that comfort to say yes to the thing and the ability to get it out of your system with that food. It's kind of like this honeymoon phase that you need to go through where it's so exciting to say yes to a food And so you keep saying yes every single time, right? But what I'm talking about is something that I see really often is the sentiment that I just can't stop eating these bad foods. I'm not feeling good. I feel like intuitive eating isn't working. This is where we kind of need to think about this and ask ourselves, am I doing a little bit of this rebellious eating? Almost feeling like you can't tell me what to eat. That inner teenager, it gets really loud and just doesn't wanna be told what to do. There's not much checking into hunger and fullness or what your body's really saying. It's more about the rebellion. And you might try to argue and rationalize it to yourself, right? Like, I can eat it because I want to and because I can now. And it can be a form of almost reactive, kind of disconnected eating. And there's almost a certain energy associated with this type of eating too. It's almost this kind of intense, but also not usually very satisfying eating because it's not really about the taste or whether you or your body really want it it's more about making a statement and this kind of eating really messes with the actual intention behind intuitive eating because don't forget you have nothing to prove to others or even to yourself and just take a second to let that sink in you have nothing to prove to yourself or to others And this is something that i personally struggled with when i was first healing my relationship with food i felt like i was eating all the things that i wasn't allowing myself to eat before and i wasn't giving myself permission for because that's kind of what i felt like i was supposed to do i felt like i was supposed to be eating the pizza and the takeout and the cookies and the chips because that's what i really saw a lot of on social media when it came to intuitive eating and while i think that this is totally necessary to normalize those foods and show you that like, hey, you absolutely 100% can eat those things, it almost sets us up since there's such a focus on it to think that's what we should be eating all the time. And that should be the first and main focus when healing our relationships with food. And it's not. And that's where I feel like a lot of times people who just take their information from social media, which isn't necessarily wrong and there's so much helpful information on social media, but we can only get so much information from Instagram or from TikTok or wherever else. There's so much that goes into this journey and into healing. There are so many facets of intuitive eating and food freedom that you just can't capture the full picture of what it is or what it is really meant to look like for you, what you really need to address. And it can be so easy to miss your blind spots when you're so accustomed to not seeing them that you miss them and that's what you really need to focus on not just eating a bunch of chips all the time because you have the opportunity to or eating pizza just because you have the opportunity to it doesn't mean that you always need to take that path forever just because you can that's not going to feel good and it's not really where you want to start when you're healing your relationship with food either and that's where we're focusing a lot on ditching diet culture and saying okay you know what Diet culture, you never let me have pizza. So at every opportunity, I am going to have that pizza. I am going to have the pizza as kind of like a F you to diet culture, right? There's this intensity to it. It's almost aggressive. And like I said, it's normal to feel this way at first. And I do think to an extent, we're all going to experience some rebellious eating when we first start healing our relationships with food. But we wanna make sure that we are reflecting on that and getting curious about it. And this is where the healing part comes in. You know how did it feel to eat that was that enjoyable how does my body feel now was i hungry for it the healing part is allowing ourselves to take that next step into thinking about those things and getting curious about it and this is something that people miss a lot they're just eating and that's it they're again ditching diets and diet culture and restriction but they're not healing in order to heal we want to take in that information we want to be able to say Did this feel good? Did I enjoy it? And that's something that I talk a lot about with my clients and in my group coaching, Food Freedom University, because I want to make sure that you are understanding your food choices and the why behind them. I want to make sure that you're understanding true healing from diet culture and not just ditching it, right? Not just digging in this rebellious phase. At the end of the day, I don't really care what you're eating. I care why. And that's not to say that I don't help my clients with suggestions or give them inspiration for what to eat or help them kind of try to feel better with the foods that they're eating. But I really want to understand the intention and the why, and is this choice just out of rebellion or is this because this is really what you want? So that's just something to think about. And like I said, to an extent, do I think a little bit of this rebellion is needed for us to feel okay? Like I can eat the pizza. Yes, absolutely. Totally normal. But this is again where people get stuck. I'm going to give you some tips for rebellious eating because we're going to get into it a little bit more, but it's such a common thing that I think we get so scared of, right? Is, is diet culture going to return if I don't choose the pizza every time, or if I say no to the pizza, or if I pick a salad, are those thoughts going to come back? Are those behaviors going to come back? And this is really where we have to kind of trust the process and trust ourselves, trust our bodies and know that both choices are neutral. But if it's a full body no to pick the salad, go with your gut and absolutely pick the pizza or consider that you could have both. And this is where community comes into or just having a sounding board because I think it's really important for that to just help make sure we don't get stuck in this phase of simply rebellious eating, right? And it's normal to fear that diet culture might come back because it's it's huge and it's lived with you for so long and when you start this journey you are in a lot of ways really vulnerable to all the diet culture messages that you hear you're still really raw from it and you can really it can really feel comforting to go back because it's your safe space and it's comfortable even if it's not serving you even if it's driving you into binge behaviors even if it's driving you into overeating behaviors it's still your safe space it's still your comfort zone and diet culture is going to seem less enticing to go back to the more you become aware of those diet culture behaviors and thoughts and your only tool is not just to do the opposite of what diet culture says, right? You're going to have the tools to find your own path that you can use to withstand the diet culture messaging. And that's what we really want to work towards is building that toolbox and building your confidence that, you know, you're addressing all the pieces you need to address and you can now see your blind spots and your trigger points and you know how to navigate that because in reality, we're not going to be able to live our lives in a bubble, right? We're not going to be able to honestly walk through a grocery store without seeing keto this or keto that or the ad on Instagram for the diet plan or your friend Ashley who lost X pounds and is just talking about it all over the place. I mean, we really have to learn how to build up that resilience. So the true goal is healing from diet culture and restriction and not just ditching diet culture and restriction. Ditching it can kind of be like a stepping stone but we wanna make sure that we totally make it come full circle and heal from it. So I have a couple of examples here for you. Like I said, true healing from diet culture is being able to, for example, see a cookie and just see it as a cookie and that's it, right? You're like, oh yeah, maybe that looks delicious or that might not make me feel super great. Right now, You know, I have to go back to work, so I don't wanna have a sugar crash or get into a sugar coma later but the bottom line is it's just a cookie, right? That's it. Same thing with you see carrots and you're like, oh cool, carrots, those are crunchy, they're refreshing, they're cool, I could go for that right now. And that's literally it, right? There's no morality there, there's no good or bad, that's the goal is to just see those things as neutral. And another example, kind of like we talked about the things in the grocery store, so I'm specifically talking about things with labels that will say like perfect bar, right? It's just a protein bar, but it makes you think that it's perfect. And you're like, oh, I should buy that. You know, and I'm not saying it's not delicious or nutritious or anything like that. I'm just saying that's what the messaging says. And that's the message they're trying to get across. The same thing with people will label it clean or healthy. And that doesn't even really mean anything, right? Bottom line, we are going to see things in real life or on the internet, like Pinterest, for example, so many recipes will say skinny or healthy or whatever. And let me tell you, Those are just keywords that are being used because they're buzzwords and that's going to help the page be searchable on Google because that's what the people want. It's going to help the page and the recipe get seen. But the goal and what I want for you is to be able to type something in like chicken tacos, for example, and it might come up as skinny chicken tacos or clean chicken tacos. And I want you to be able to look at that and be like, do I like the ingredients in it? Does the picture look good? Does that look yummy? Do I want to make that? That's the goal of healing from diet culture, right? I don't want you to see that and automatically get so angry at it. Because my line of thinking is that, I mean, no, I don't like diet culture. I hate it. I'm angry at diet culture. It sucks. But I also think that diet culture doesn't deserve to take up that much energy out of my life or out of your life. And if we stay angry forever, we stay in this place of ditching and rebellion It's just taking from our own lives and that's what we're working on, true healing from it. Everyone's gonna be different with the level of aggression and anger they have towards diet culture, but I want you to make sure the bottom line is that you're focusing on your life, what makes you feel good and working to make a change. So now that we understand the difference between healing and diet culture and just ditching and rebelling, I wanna make sure I give you some solid tips for the rebellious eating. And if previous to this conversation, you didn't know about rebellious eating, if you didn't know that at all, I really hope this gave a light bulb moment for you. And if it did, it would really mean so much to me if you took a screenshot right now that you're listening to this episode and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me because this will help those light bulbs go off for other people too. And you can cause that chain reaction. So if this is what you're struggling with and you had that light bulb moment and I've hit the nail on the head, here are my three tips for rebellious eating and how to move past it and really heal. So the first one I really want you to ask yourself is if you're still placing rules around the food. To use an example, maybe it's chocolate that you really struggle with. So you feel like every single night you have to eat chocolate. And what was happening is when you have a little bit and you know, you're know you focusing on ditching diet culture, so you're unknowingly rebelling, it's just kind of like, well, now I can eat this. So I'm gonna eat every single bit of it, right? And then what happens is you end up not feeling good. And then physically, by the time you go to bed, you just don't feel good. The next day, you almost feel like you have a bit of a hangover from that. And part of what might be driving that is that you're placing chocolate on this bad foods list. On some level, you might be still thinking that, I shouldn't eat this now. I shouldn't have this. It's not totally neutral. There's this morality that's attached to it and you haven't neutralized the food and done the work to overcome that. So this is something that's just really important is to make sure that you are truly neutralizing the food. There's not that morality. You see the chocolate is chocolate. It's not good or bad. It's not junk food. It's just chocolate. That's one thing we really want to make sure that we work on. The second tip I have is just checking in on whether or not you're waiting for the rug to be pulled out from under you. Do you feel like, okay, well, I'm eating intuitively now, so I've got to eat the chocolate now before it goes away. I also feel like this is really common as well. We almost see intuitive eating as a little bit of a joy ride at times because it can be so foreign in the beginning to what we've previously done or thought. Especially if you've done a bunch of diets before, we always envision a lot of times like, I'm not going to eat this way forever, but I'm just going to do it until I get to whatever goal I'm working for. So it's this mental restriction that's coming in and perpetuating this rebellious eating, thinking that in the future, this might not be allowed. That can cause us to eat past fullness, that can cause us to have a reliance on a food in the present, that last supper eating. So we want to ask ourselves, are we treating intuitive eating like a diet? Are we treating it like it has an expiry date, like it's just a phase that it's eventually going to stop? You have to reinforce to yourself, this is not a diet. This is different. And again, having a community of support is really huge. But regardless, sometimes that rebellious eating can happen because we're kind of thinking there might still be a diet around the corner. And in the past... There always has been a diet around the corner, and that's not a feeling that's going to go away overnight. It takes time to build that abundance with food, that safety and security that the food is not going to go anywhere. And that's just something that as we go through this process, we definitely want to think about and keep in mind. And the third tip, the last thing to think about is really to tune into how your body feels. We really want to make sure that we are saying again, does this feel good? With the chocolate example, it was not feeling good. And I don't want you to feel that way, right? In intuitive eating, it should feel good mentally and physically. I mean, it's not going to feel perfect all the time. It's absolutely normal to sometimes eat too much chocolate and kind of have a stomach ache or feel kind of bloated and gross. That's normal. Nothing is perfect, but the overall average is that we want to be fueling our bodies in a way that feels good. So I want you to take that feedback, that information from your body. That is so valuable. That's data. And that's how we truly heal from diet culture is by taking that data from our bodies. And I don't want you to shy away from that. But that said, it's not that, okay, now that I have this information from my body, now I have to cut out the chocolate, right? It's instead getting curious and saying, okay, that didn't feel good. So maybe I'll adjust how often I'm having it, or I'll play around with just how much I'm having. Does that make me feel better? Is that satisfying me just the same? Just kind of thinking about those things, playing around with those things, and just collecting data. All of our eating experiences are just data, whether that's data that we want to bank and use in the future, or whether that's data that we're like, oh yeah, I I do actually kind of want to avoid that. That didn't feel good. This is how we truly heal from dieting. This is truly how we heal both our body and our mind. It's understanding our food choices and understanding what feels good and what doesn't. And allowing ourselves to take that feedback because that is how you're going to find yourself eating in a way that feels good mentally and physically. So again, to reiterate those tips, number one, are we still having food rules around those foods? Make sure you really check in with that. Two, are we waiting for the rug to get pulled out? Is there mental restriction happening? Am I thinking that there's going to be another diet around the corner? And three, tune into how your body feels. And as you leave this episode, just make sure to not take this information and overthink whether your belly is eating or not. I want you to think instead, like I said, just do I want this food? But the bottom line is that if you want it, that is what we wanna lean into. And am I saying I should have this because I'm ditching diet culture and intuitive eating says that I should have it, which is not actually intuitive eating. We wanna make sure we are empowered in our food choices, whether that's eating the donut, whether that's passing on the donut, Whatever it is, you deserve to make that decision, right? And I think that really, truly healing from diet culture, like I said, is one of the most amazing things because yes, you can still fight it by tuning into you. You're putting yourself above diet culture. And I think that really, that's what we want to do. We want to not focus on rebelling because in that instance, diet culture is still dictating your food choices. It still has a hold over you. I want you to focus on healing. All right, everybody. I hope that this episode was really helpful for you and just giving you a little bit more insight into healing from diet culture. If you're feeling a little bit stuck, I hope this helps, maybe gives you a little bit of guidance, introduces you to some of those tips and gives you a little bit of reflection. So if you did find this helpful, please screenshot and share this in your stories, send it to a friend who you think it might help And if you resonated with what I talked about here and you really wanna stop spinning your wheels and have support, accountability, and community as you heal from diet culture, I would love to have you be a part of my group coaching, Food Freedom University. We get started on September 18th, which is the Monday at 7 p.m. EST or September 20th, which is the Wednesday at 1 p.m. EST. Group coaching is such an amazing space. It really provides you with an opportunity to practice applying intuitive eating in real life scenarios and to receive feedback from myself and other members. It equips you with the knowledge and confidence to make lasting changes in your life. And you're really going to come away from the experience with tools and skills that you need to make more conscious and in control choices, develop a healthier relationship with food and achieve your goals. If you are interested in really making intuitive eating work in your life, signing up for group coaching is an awesome way to get started. So head over to brittanyallisonrd.com slash group hyphen coaching to learn more or book a call with me at the link in the show notes. See you next week.